AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, where we offer you podcasts of the supernatural and the unexplained. Get ready now for Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. For over 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death, and so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. I don't know if you follow both of my podcasts or not, but I also have We Don't Die Radio. The difference between the two, that and Shades of the Afterlife, is We Don't Die Radio, I concentrate on interviewing guests about why they believe in the afterlife. They're usually long episodes. I record them on video, put them on YouTube. And here on Shades of the Afterlife, it's less interviews and more of me reporting in on the afterlife. But every so often, there is a guest that is so extraordinary, and their story is so important to hear that I just feel I need to share it on both my podcasts. The gentleman you're going to meet in just a moment, his name is Bob Ginsburg. He's created what's called the Forever Family Foundation. He'll tell his story about starting it after his daughter passed in a car accident. But since then, his wife has passed. He's lost everything in a hurricane. 
and he's really suffered through grief. And with that, he continues to do so much. So I think you'll agree it's worth repeating. So let me tell you about him. Robert Ginsburg is the co-founder of Forever Family Foundation, a global not-for-profit organization. Over the years, he has met and interviewed hundreds of scientists, researchers, medical doctors, academics, and mediums who believe that our consciousness survives physical death. Bob hosts Signs of Life radio show and is the past editor of Signs of Life magazine. He also heads the foundation's Medium Evaluation Certification Program and writes a blog at beyondthefivesenses.com. He's the author of the books The Medium Explosion, a guide to navigating the world of those who claim to communicate with the dead, and his latest book is titled My Life Here and There, A Journey That Transcends Time and Space. Bob and his wife, Fran, who is now in spirit, and Forever Family Foundation are currently featured in the Netflix series, Surviving Death. His website is foreverfamilyfoundation.org, where science and spirituality work hand in hand to bring comfort to the bereaved. So let's listen to Bob tell his story. If we go back 20 years ago, pretty much exactly 20 years ago, I was a totally different person than I am now. I was a left brain, logical thinker. Um, I never gave much thought to the afterlife. And And if we were having a conversation then, I would have dismissed the afterlife as a fantasy, a wishful thinking. And I said, because, you know, what could possibly survive? You know, we are our brains, our brains produce consciousness. And therefore, when our brains are no more, we are no more. And then, you know, tragedy uh, struck. And and, um, even though I didn't so-called believe in in the afterlife, my son and my daughter were in in a car accident. And uh, my wife woke up at three o'clock in the morning, the day of the accident, and she was trembling and shaking and ashen white. And I said, what's the matter? And she just stared straight ahead. And she said, something horrible is going to happen today. And I said, well, you know, what does that mean? You know, and she said, I can't tell you other than the fact that our lives are going to be changed forever today. And I took it seriously because, you know, my wife was I mean, she wasn't a medium, but she was an intuitive person. And there were many things that happened in our lives together uh, that I couldn't explain. She would have these visions and premonitions and so forth. And they were all good things. But logic told me if she was right then, she could be right now. So I did what most parents would do. And I watched over our three children during the day. And one was back at college. The other was going to college the next day. And my youngest one was working a part-time job. And as the day progressed, I let my guard down and, you know, we went out to dinner. It it faded from my awareness and I dismissed it. And of course, you know, on the way home from the restaurant, my son and my daughter were involved in in the accident and my daughter didn't survive. uh, And my son had had very serious injuries. So later on, you know, my son was in a coma. Um, He emerged and it was clear that he was going to survive. I it kind of hit me because, you know, you're in, as you might expect, you're in shock, you know, for quite a while. And I said, wait a second, like, how did Fran know? How did my wife know? Because I saw her. She knew that this was going to happen, although she didn't have the details. So that started me on a quest. I mean, I'll call it a quest, but it was probably more of an obsession. I had to know. I had to find out how she knew. 
That was the first thing. And then I had to find out if it was possible that my daughter still survived in some form. And then I started crisscrossing mostly in the United States, meeting with medical doctors and scientists and researchers and authors and people in the field, trying to see if there's any evidence from credible people that had letters after their name um, uh, that studied consciousness uh, that suggested that we do, you know, we're more than our physical bodies. And I found the evidence to be overwhelming and compelling to the point where I couldn't believe where nobody knew about this. I mean, how is it, you know, kept secret? And one thing led to another. And, you know, we we started the, the foundation in 2003 and we gathered scientists um, and mediums and academics, you know, on our various boards. And we like to think of ourselves as a, as a, a convergence of, of science and spirituality. Oddly enough, what I found doing the work is that Sometimes I'd be interviewing physicists and, you know, which was kind of out of my league. And I said, well, they sound a lot like the spiritualists I'm talking about. They're essentially talking about the same thing as coming from a single point of light and a life uh, compassion and love, you know, on the other side and, and uh, how we're all connected. So there's not that much of a difference as people might think, you know, between science and, and spirituality. I've been learning every day since, you know, we're not grief therapists, you know, and we're very careful. But the information that we provide has been helpful to the people that are bereaved because, I mean, let's face it, if you've lost somebody close to you, the only thing that gives you any any hope or comfort is the thought that they still survive in some form. So if you could show them reasons why this is probable, you know, it, it bring, brings some comfort. Plus the fact that, you know, we try to foster people to have their own personal experiences. And I don't have to tell you how that could flip one's perspective on, on life and death, because they have, if you have this profound experience, I mean, it doesn't have to be a near-death experience. It could be a, a profound and evidential medium reading. It could be a dream visitation. It could be a multiple, uh, a multitude of, of different things. It really can make a big difference in one's grief. And it's been shown that, you know, as published in peer-reviewed journals, that, that those studies show that those who believe in life after death do better in their grief than those who don't. And that makes a lot of sense to me because that's the only thing. That's the only thing that gave me any any hope. That's a long-winded answer to your question. I'm sorry for taking up so much time. <laughs> no, this is about you. So more of you and less of me is fine. Did your daughter come through in the early days through mediums or anything when you got involved with this, when you started? Well, time? yeah. I mean, my, my daughter was coming through like gangbusters and all sorts of after-death communications. The problem was, since I didn't believe in an afterlife, I dismissed everything. You know, my wife was having these unbelievable, profound experiences, and I was grateful for that because... I was sort of living vicariously through her because I knew she would never lie to me. And if she was having these experiences, my daughter still existed. But I still spent years and years, admittedly, as somewhat of a hip hypocrite, because here I am, you know, giving talks about evidence of an afterlife, and I still didn't fully buy in. It was as, it was as if I was trying to convince myself. But eventually, you know, I moved from that stage of hope to belief and into knowing, you know, and it took a long time to get to that knowing stage. So yes, my, my daughter was coming through, even though I wasn't recognizing like true after death communications over a period of about, I don't know, I, I mean, I journaled every one, but over a period of about four years, I had 74 
dream visitations from my daughter. And, you know, and they were true visitations in every sense of the world. They were tactile. I could talk to her. I could see her. I could hug her. I could kiss her. We could have a conversation. So that was my, you know, lifeline. I felt very, very fortunate to have that. But um, yeah, I mean, I've I've discussed them and written about them. Um, You know, they were all, as a matter of fact, because my wife encouraged me to journal every, every experience that I had or that she had. There was some point where I had to gather up all my notes because somebody had asked me to contribute to a book. And I started looking. And I, I even, just to show you how demented I am, I, I took all my notes of these experiences and I consulted with a statistician because I wanted to find out the odds against chance of all these things really occurring. And when I had 20 million to one shots, I had to relent and throw up my hands and say, you know what? I have to follow the evidence. I have to be true to my word. This is the evidence. It's true. A lot of people take the path. If science lots of times can open one up to recognizing all these things that are happening because I needed that that foundation, uh, you know, of belief. And once I had that, then I started to get my own different types of after death communications and, and so forth. So yeah, we were both fortunate that she was a good communicator. I think as being human, we are hardwired not to believe, because I've been at this since the mid 90s. And I still wake up in the morning kind of pinching myself is, is this all real, you know, and then another miracle I call them comes in and I know this is the real deal, but I just don't think being human, you know, maybe we're tied into this game called life. We can't leave. I don't know. Maybe you can live 24 seven, just believing it all. Yeah. I, yeah. I appreciate what you're saying. And, and, and you know what, I was somewhat surprised that over the years and, you know, having conversations with countless numbers of mediums and some of them extremely good practitioners. And they would say to me, you know what, Bob, there are times that I wake up and I question if this is real. And I'm like, really? You know, it's like, I didn't want to hear that at the time, you know, because, you know, I want you to absolutely believe. But as you say, um, you're absolutely right. We're human, you know, we have human emotions. And, and plus, you know, our upbringing and, and uh, social influences and educational influences or religious influences, you know, I mean, they're all part of who we are. And we're, we're taught to question things that we can't perceive with our own physical senses. And that's, instilled deep and you know into our consciousness time for a quick break we'll be right back you're listening to shades of the afterlife on the iHeartRadio and coast to coast am paranormal podcast network Coast to Coast AM mobile app is here and waiting for you right now. And with the app, you can hear classic shows from the past seven years, listen to the current live show, and get access to the Art Bell Vault where you can listen to uninterrupted audio. Head on over to the coasttocoastam.com website. We have a handy video guide to help you get the most out of your mobile app usage. All the info is waiting for you now at coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. 
Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com shades today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot shades. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. On the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Listen anytime, anyplace. The wait is over. The Shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Hey everyone, it's the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren. And now, here's more Shades of the Afterlife. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we're hearing from Bob Ginsburg, who co-founded the Forever Family Foundation with his wife, Fran. So let's hear about Fran. Fran dragged me through this. Yes, I'm a co-founder with her of the foundation, but it was really all her. You know, I mean, I was just there along for the ride. I mean, I obviously, as the years went by, I took more and more responsibilities, but she created everything that we we do. I mean, she created the foundation. She created our, uh, you know, the medium certification program and then, the, you know, the, the radio show and publishing a magazine, which I after she passed, I couldn't keep up with that. So we don't we don't do that anymore. And then we would hold annual conferences, you know, across the United States. But that took a lot of work. So she was wearing uh, a lot of hats and, and she literally worked. 18 hours a day, seven days a week, never took, I mean, we could never go on vacation or anything. Cause even if I grabbed her for a couple of days, yeah, I couldn't get her off the, you know, the computer and worrying about this and that. So that became her life. And I understood that she felt that her whole life previous to this was building up to that point. So I never would have uh, even thought to do this work, you know, you know, without her. And then I, when she got sick, I mean, she, got very sick very quickly and I couldn't really um, 
it takes over your whole body, you know, and I couldn't really have many conversations with her because she wanted to keep that that positive mental attitude, you know, that she wasn't going to die and that what the things we were doing, were, you know, were going to help and so forth. But I, I got to have a few conversations near the end and I, I said, well, what do you want me to do with the foundation? I, you, know, I said, you need to tell me, I'll do whatever, you know. So I don't know, at one point, which is so totally not like her because she was like like a workaholic and like a force of nature and everything that she got into she looked at me and she says why don't you just have a big party <laughs> so, you know, it's like actually a big effing party were exact words you know so i was like that was not her you know talking but you know, uh, but but i i was able to identify the core things that we do that she wanted me to continue. And, and that's, that's what we're doing. And fortunately she laid out the blueprint. I just continue to plug in the pieces and following her direction and we keep growing. And so I, it's like a, a testament to, to her vision, but now we're, we've got, you know, 14,000 members, you know, across, across the world. And, and, you know, everything that we do is, you know, well populated. And so that just shows you that there's such a great interest in the work you know that you and i and everybody else does and plus the fact that as people my age you know baby boomers start to get closer to their physical demise um a lot of people are questioning things that they never questioned before they're questioning their own mortality and could there be a possibility so it's not only grieving people that are interested in the work it's people that are curious yeah that's how i got in fear yeah has Fran come through either through mediums or in dreams like your daughter has? After Fran passed, I said, oh, you know, you know, knowing us, I said, oh, you're going to get signs like crazy. And, and I really didn't um, for whatever reason. I, I think that Fran knew like what a hard headed guy I was when it came to this stuff. So she kept trying to think of things I, I, that were not easy to do, things that she knew that I could not question you know on my own i mean i'll give you an example a friend for whatever reason she had her hands were very soft and silky and i love to hold her hand you know sounds corny but i i love to hold the hand so to the point where i was a pest you know so she i was always driving and she was always in the passenger seat and i'd always hold out my right hand you know for her to you know like she usually like grab a hold of my thumb you know and that all was right in the world yeah i felt comfort and you know all that stuff after that so after fran passed every single time for the first i'd say year and a half i would say out loud to her friend show me so i need you to do this just grab my hand my thumb you know and i'd hold out my thumb like an idiot you know people would turn up pull up next to me and, and at a red light and I'd, I'd be having my thumb out you know and talking to some imaginary person they thought and nothing like a year and a half i asked them nothing never anything and then one day i said out well look i don't care i i really need this you gotta do this for me you gotta find a way and with that i felt and not only grasp my thumb somebody grasped my thumb but there was a, a vibrant energy in the base of my thumb my whole hand was vibrating and the energy just moved up all the way you know to the top of my thumb you know and then back down again and these communications you know they come with this sense of knowing there was no question in my mind you know that I, you know, I, nothing had ever happened like this before in my life, you know, and here I am asking her for a year and a half and, and it finally happens. And it lasted 
I'd say for a good, it wasn't like fleeting. It lasted for a good 10, 15 minutes, you know, and then it gradually went away. And of course, despite me, I still ask, and it, you know, it's not happened since, you know, because she would be saying, look, don't be an idiot. I, I gave you what you wanted. It takes a lot of work. I can't do it again. That to me, the way I reason that out is that's something she would do. It's something that I could not question, you know. So and I've had some dream visitations, uh, not as profound as the ones that I, you know, that I had with my daughter. I get certain signs that I recognize, but it's it's not something that comes very often. She could be just so close, always with you. And I yeah. can't imagine once we get there, you know, I've got my beliefs of what the afterlife is like and that eavesdrop and be with our loved ones and witness things in their life and uh, and show signs and manipulate energy and all that stuff. Like it's all possible, but how difficult is it? Is there truly no time over there? So they know it's a blink of an eye. We'll be together. Do they want us to live our life fully and not keep relying on them? Those are only answers we're going to get once we get there. So, yeah, you know, I'm sure it's a question that you get all the time because we certainly do. Is and people say, well, why don't I get signs? You know, and and, and everybody else. Uh, even when we hold these grief retreats, sometimes. I have mixed feelings in in these group settings when we have a discussion about after the communications and science, because you have people that are sitting there that get very few, if any, signs, and then other people that seem to get them on a daily basis. And then, you know, the ones that don't get them question, well, does this mean that my loved one doesn't love me, you know, or of course not. But as you just hinted at, you're an entity of thought and energy. It can't be easy. I mean, I think that there are mediums on the other side that help our discarnate loved ones to communicate. I mean, yes, there are people that can communicate right away for whatever reason, but others, you know, it takes nothing comes through for quite a long time and then it starts, you know, to come through. So I wish I had the answer, you know, as to why some people don't get signs, but I tend to think that it's, it's a learning process. Plus the fact that I think there's a lot to do there. <laughs> I mean, we're constantly learning and progressing and exposed to all different things. And we can just by thought alone migrate among the, you know, the the universe. I mean, plus the fact that they know that this physical existence is just a tiny blip and that, you know, they're going to see us again and they're not in grief and it's not as profound as what we think it is, you know. So they know that we'll put in our time here and we'll do our learning and, you know, we'll move on. So, but certainly for those that don't get scientists, not doesn't have anything to do with the love or the bond that you had with somebody. No, nothing at all. And I also think too, they do come to us in very subtle ways. Sometimes I've seen like a slideshow in my mind just before I go to sleep of things I did with my dad and my brain couldn't produce those images that fast. And sometimes I just get this feeling or just a memory. And I think those are just little easier to do calling signs that our loved ones are with us. But we human beings just blow them off. That's just our imagination. But that's how mediums work. That's how it works. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in social media and our mind thinking about the past or worried about the future that we can't get in that present moment. We are when we dream. We are just before we fall asleep. And that might be the way. They yeah. Hello. And as you said, sometimes the signs of these communications and signs are very subtle. You know, I mean, it's not like somebody hitting you over the head with it. You have to be in that accepting, you know, mode and recognize it for what it is. And, and uh, even though it may seem subtle, it takes a lot of work on their end to make it happen. 
Absolutely. Well, I'd love to find out about some of the things you're up to. First of all, you and Fran started and you continue a long time radio show called Signs of Life. Do you have any idea how many episodes are out there? Because I don't know. We've been doing it weekly since uh, 2005 and all the episodes are archived on our website with a search engine. So if you plug in somebody, you know, and if we've interviewed them uh, over the years, you know, they'll pop up. I mean, originally, um, I was doing, it was purely an interview show and I was just, you know, interviewing people in our field. But that was so demanding because I refused to interview anybody unless I read their book, if they if they're a published author, for, you know, first. And so I had to read, you know, four, sometimes five books per month, you know, with everything else that we're doing. I mean, I had books all over the house. I had books in the bathroom, I had books on my night table, table every place I went, I had a book. And then I slowly developed the skill to uh, of speed reading. So it was the only way that I get through it. But after doing it for so many years, I said, no, I, I can't keep this up. So now we have many different, we have five different formats of the show. You know, we have one week, one of our certified mediums hosts the mediums and messages show. And it's simply listeners can call in and get many readings from one of our certified mediums. We have uh, a medium interviews, um, you know, the mediums don't do readings, but you get into the mind of the medium by listening to the interview. We have a personal experiences show. I still do some interviews. So, but that took a big load off of my plate and, and people get exposed to many different things. So, um, that's, but, you know, we continue to do that. I host with two co-hosts a show at the beginning of each month called The Gathering. And it's really just like a big afterlife discussion group where people call in with their questions or email in their questions or personal experiences. And, and we talk about those. So, yeah, been doing it, um, but just something we can't stop. We've been doing it for so long, you know, it's uh, so if you Google Top Afterlife Podcasts, you'll find that Signs of Life with Bob Ginsburg is number one afterlife podcast out of 60. Number two is The Dead Life with medium Allison Dubois. And number three is Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. So we keep in good company. It's time for our next break, and when we come back, we'll hear about Bob's blog and his books. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stay there. Sandra will be right back. The wait is over. The Shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. 
Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, this is Ouija board expert Karen A. Dahlman, and you're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. And now back to Sandra Champlain and Shades of the Afterlife. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and this is Bob Ginsberg, co-founder of Forever Family Foundation. And I asked him about his blog and his books. You know, I was I was always a frustrated writer. You know, I was an English major in college. You know, I wanted to be a journalist. And, you know, my guidance counselor sent me to a, a university that she said had a great journalism department. I got there, I enrolled, I got settled, and I found out they didn't have a journalism department. <laughs> so, you know, I have so much for guidance counselors, you know, but I went and as life happens, I went in different directions and I never got to write. So I built a business over the years and I used to do the next best thing. I used to use my advertising skills to help, you know, build the business. That was my one way of writing so to speak. And then after I retired from my my real corporate job, I had more time and I started, you know, I was always writing stuff for the foundation, you know, all of our, you know, literature and so forth. And then I got the idea to to write a book and uh, and I wrote the book, then I wrote the second book. And then there's a lot of stuff not connected to the foundation that I would like to get out there. So I just started, you know, that blog beyond the five senses.com just so my head doesn't explode just to get some thoughts out there, you know, and, and you know, keep writing. It's always been a, a, a big part of my life, but it remained, you know, hidden. So now I get to sort of fulfill my, what I really should have been doing all these years, you know. Yes. If I was a writer, I wouldn't have made any money. But <laughs> oh my gosh. what line of business were you in? You said corporate. I, I owned an insurance agency for 40 something years, you know, so it's totally, that's a totally left brain. And you know what? In the 20 years, um, that I was still, you know, involved, you know, in the agency, none of my clients knew about the foundation because I'm not the type that I don't try to convince anybody. I, I, under, I respect everybody's feelings. If given the opportunity, you know, with a client, I'll, I'll bring it up and I'll just, you know, throw out there what some stuff that I've learned and you could do with it what you want. I remember I, every once in a while, like when the Netflix documentary came out, 
all of a sudden I started getting phone calls from clients of mine that I've had for 30, 40 years. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Was that you that I just saw? It's like, nobody had that. But I always, I always kept that part, you know, separate. Fran, on the other hand, we were complete opposites in every way. It's amazing. You know, like they say, opposites attract. I guess that's true. But, you know, and she would use every opportunity that she had, no matter where we were. It could be a restaurant. It could be a doctor's office, you know, to try to educate people into the stuff that, we, you know, we were doing. I was more of a reserve, you know, kind of person. Um, and I never, I never did that. But, um, you know, the foundation sort of got me out of my shell, sort of, of because I was, especially after Fran passed, I was forced to do things that I never had to do, but they needed to be done. So then I, you know, and then with writing the books and stuff and then the documentary, I started doing more interviews and so forth. But I'm still not totally comfortable with it, but I do it, you know, and you get better at it through the years. And Oh, you definitely do. Yeah. And you can drop those little seeds. And if people pick them up and they want to know more, they can, or they might just say, oh, great. Yeah, exactly. this is. Definitely not something we can push on other people. So many people ask me, you know, how can I convince my loved one this is real? It's like my best advice is let them come to you. <laughs> you know, we, we can't. I was a hardcore skeptic once and I used to really laugh and make fun of people that believed in this. And there was, there was nobody that could convince me. But I think it's our own journey as being a human that eventually we start asking these questions. So yeah. yeah. So we're kindred uh, skeptics, you know, but you know that there, there is a, a difference between a closed minded skeptic and an open minded skeptic. I mean, open minded skepticism is a good thing because we should yeah. question because if you don't question, you're not going to fully be, con you know, be convinced, you know, so you you look for all the the physical explanations and when they, they don't exist, the only thing left is, is a spiritual explanation, you know, such as near death experiences and, and deathbed visions, you know, um, is a prime example or, or terminal lucidity, you know, a sudden awakening where somebody that's totally, you know, mentally and physically incapacitated, you show up one day about a week or so before they pass and or, or just before they're passing and they're totally lucid. It's as if they were never sick. And I've experienced that in my own family. And you think it's a miracle, you know, and then there is no medical or scientific ex explanation for that. It doesn't exist. I mean, it's not possible. And yet it happens, you know, and I believe it's because we all have escorts to the other side, you know, I mean, you know, uh, whether we can communicate that to others or not, it's just the, the way that it, it is. So, you know, a lot of these things is, you know, you, you can't dissect them in a laboratory. Traditional science doesn't lend itself to these spontaneous types of events. But in the anecdotal evidence is beyond overwhelming, you know, millions and millions and millions of people can't keep experiencing the same thing, you know, without you paying people paying attention to it, you know, even though it's so called anecdotal, you know, I don't know what it is about us human beings that we think we're the center of the universe and whatever we experience here on planet Earth is it. Because, you know, when you think of the ever expanding universe, which is mind blowing, or if we get down to the quantum level, all we are is invisible vibrating energy. That's mind blowing. You know, we don't understand how dreams work. Where is consciousness? All these questions. Yet it's so easy to say, well, if science hasn't proved it yet. You know, it's like, oh. 
Got to think out of the box. Think out of the box, Bob, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, certainly everybody in the work that we do thinks out of the box. You know? Exactly. It well, does, one day out of the box will become the norm. But <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It does help to hear these stories that are coming from credible people. And, and not that your everyday person that doesn't have a PhD, et cetera, and so forth, isn't just as valid. But when we start hearing medical doctors and what they witness in the operating room and there's so many cases of these visions that people have weeks and days before they pass stories from hospice doctors and nurses. And to hear some of those types of stories, I think it just helps lend a good word to all oh, this stuff is real. And how comforting is it that loved ones come to help us across the veil? I, I find that really exciting and comforting. I totally agree, you know, and and they find this very inventive in the way that they come through. You reminded me of, because um, when you asked about if I had any communications, you know, from Fran, one of the, the mediums that have been certified by our foundation for many, many years as a hobby, not connected to her mediumship, did electronic voice phenomena. And she would do that consistently. Uh, and she was very close, you know, with Fran. And then after Fran passed, she said, would you mind if I ask Fran and Spirit connected to EVP a, a series of questions every week to see if we get anything. And I said, no, go, go ahead. And she would send me the audio recordings, you know, after she did them. And, you know, with EVP, some of them you have to listen really hard, you know, but some are fairly clear. And in one of the EVPs, uh, she said, what is the name of the organization that you founded? And you hear faintly but clearly, you know, Forever Family Foundation, uh, you know. And and then on another day, it happened to be my birthday. And she said, do you have a message for Bob? And you hear, happy birthday. I mean, listen, a lot of uh, EVPs can be dismissed as, you know, as anomalies. But those that you can hear, they're really, really compelling evidence because it's something that we can perceive with our physical sentence. We didn't, uh, senses. We didn't read about it in a book. It didn't come through a third party, you know, as a medium and so forth. We're actually hearing, you know, what was said and we have it on recording tape. So I, I don't dismiss um, the body of evidence from electronic voice phenomena and instrumental transcommunication. It's, it's really valuable. Yeah, it's exciting to see yeah. it's coming. I want to talk to you about your books because I know we share a passion of good mediumship. So you've got The Medium Explosion, A Guide to Navigating the World of Those Who Claim to Communicate with the Dead. How did you start that and getting well, certified? You know, when, um, the first thing that I noticed when we got into this work was that there were an awful lot of mediums that called themselves mediums that really did had very limited ability. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that they were fraudulent, although a certain small percentage are, but they just... They were intuitive, as we all are, but they had limited ability, if any, you know, to communicate with the dead. So I, I met with some well-recognized, you know, scientists in the field that study mediumship, and I kind of picked their brains, and they helped me to develop, you know, our own certification process. So, you know, we've been doing that consistently since 2005. So obviously, over those years, I've witnessed. I can't tell you how many medium readings between that and, you know, the work and the foundation and the demonstrations and so forth. And mediums, I don't have to tell you, they have a lot of responsibility because they're just sitting with grieving people that are just, you know, just on the edge of belief. Is this 
afterlife just a crock you know or is it real and if they go in and they get a horrible medium breathing it does more damage you know they're in worse shape than when they got there on the other hand a really evidential mediumship reading can change their lives for the better have profound influence on the rest of their lives so as a resource for the bereaved we set up our own evaluation system now i had no idea when we started um like how many people would gain certification like percentage-wise and not and what i found consistently over the years is that only between 10 and 15 percent of the mediums that we evaluated you know gained certification which meant that 85 to 90 percent did not and that didn't make me very popular in the mediumship community but you know i felt that would you want this practitioner sitting with your you know your loved one charging a lot of money and having a long waiting list or not you know and we needed to have it's not to say that our process is foolproof but what we found over the years that the mediums that we certified are more consistent they rarely if ever you know fail to connect and and the evidence and you know we have five different scoring methods that we use and they have to meet the minimum guidelines in each of the five scoring methods and a medium with marginal ability is just simply not going to be able to gain certification it's really tough but that's the way it has to be so the problem is that a lot of the mediums that we've certified over the years have gone on to become famous and you know when they, when a medium becomes famous very often they do fewer and fewer readings they charge more and more and more money and their waiting list before you know it is three four years so you know that doesn't do us any good it's time for our next break but i'm really grateful that bob certifies mediums and he's going to do more of it unfortunately the mediums on his site have gone on to be famous so they are very expensive at the highest price i would ever pay would be about 200 dollars, and even that is a little bit steep for the grieving so i am on a mission to change that and i know bob is too you're listening to shades of the afterlife on the iheart radio and coast to coast am paranormal podcast network keep it here on the iheart radio and coast to coast am paranormal podcast network sander champlain will be right back the wait is over the shy is back on paramount plus and the stakes have never been higher everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the showtime original series from emmy winner lena waith battle lines will be drawn alliances will shift and danger lies around every corner leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust visit paramountplus.com slash the shot to get a 50 percent discount off the paramount plus with showtime annual plan offer ends july 14th subscription auto renews restrictions apply this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. 
So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Art Bell Vault never disappoints. Classic audio at your fingertips. Go now to coasttocoastam.com for full details. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Hey everyone, it's producer Tom of Coast to Coast AM and more Sandra starts right now. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain and you can find out more about Bob Ginsburg and his foundation at Forever Family foundation.org. Membership in the foundation is free as well. We don't want to deprive anybody of information because of money. So I've been under, under pressure for many, many years. I still am, you know, to charge, start charging for membership, even if it's a nominal amount, but I keep resisting it because I, it's not the kind of thing I want to charge for. But people can donate. Right. Yeah. And that's how we survive. I mean, and people are very generous and small donations add up every once in a while. You get a big donation. And, you know, my wife used to say, like, every time we were running low on money, like the universe would take care of it. You know, all of a sudden we'd get a big check in the mail and so forth. But because now because we have so many members, it feeds everything else. There's more donations. Our events are we have four grief retreats a year and they, they sell out within two weeks after I post them. And I post them like almost seven, eight months in advance, you know, and that I attribute to the Netflix because we allowed Netflix to film one entire retreat in Connecticut. They got there Friday afternoon and they stayed stayed till Sunday night. So you've got a new book, My Life Here and There, A Journey That Transcends Time and Space. Do you want to talk to us about that? So again, I've led a kind of colorful life, you know, going to college in the late sixties and, you know, love and peace and, and all that, all that stuff. And I've done a lot of different things over the years and always like to write. So the first part of the book is really a, an accounting of my life. At times, I'm sure that might make people cry and that sometimes people might laugh their asses off. You know, I've added some of the stuff that they'll hear, but I always felt the way to back into telling people about the afterlife uh, would have more impact in a novel form. So I had some criticism because in the middle of the book, or toward the second half of the book, I die in a plane crash on the way to one of our conferences. And then I explained, which is partly based on fact, you know, my work with a physicist, you know, we had developed a system between the two of us where one of us would be able to communicate with absolute clarity, you know, from the other side. But I had people like friends of mine that like were searching the internet to find out if I really died. Because I said, okay, well, that means that the writing was good because you believed it, you know. And of course, so here I am, you know, writing about what the afterlife is like, obviously. 
it's just based upon all my reading, you know, and experiences and what I've heard from others. But it's a way of opening up people's minds to what things might be like, like on the other side. And that, thus the title, My Wife Here and There, because it, it's my life in both places. So not only have you gone through grief this way, when that hurricane hit down where you lived, you lost part of your house, right? Yeah, I mean, I, we had massive uh, damage. But you know what? I mean, I lost, besides the major parts of the house, I lost all the belongings. You know, that means 50, 60 years of, of photos and all legal documents and all foundation documents, you know, because I had the office, and you know, and I moved to the house. So it was a heavy hit. But as I tell people, I, I was kind of, I mean, it was stressful and it was aggravating. But after what I had been through, I was surprisingly calm throughout the whole thing because there is a world of difference between losing a loved one and losing material things. The two can't be compared, you know. So I've already been through the other part several times, you know. So this was, I don't want to say it was a walk in the park, but it was, it was manageable. And I understand, I mean, most of the people that, that are on the island that I live, you know, that lost everything, I didn't want to diminish their grief because it is grief. Grief of of your home and all your belongings is, is a form of grief. But I had the so-called luxury of being able to put that in perspective because in the big picture, it doesn't mean anything. You know? It does not, you know. So I was able to, to get through it and eventually... I was fortunate to find construction crews working around the clock. And, you know, now my home is totally rebuilt. So in retrospect, how many times do we, things happen to us during the course of a day that we think is monumental? Oh, my God, you hear people talking. Sometimes I want to choke people. You know, it's like, you're not going to remember this two days from now. You know, you want to know profound, you know, brief and so forth. But but, um, again, it's, you know, we're all human and we all have, have egos and we all have wants and needs. So I get it. You know, I was like that. I think that having grief over losing, losing someone does provide, even though it's hard to recognize for a lot of people for quite some time, it provides some meaning and purpose that didn't exist before. Things that, that were very important, mainly material things, don't have the same cachet as, as they once did, you know, because that's not what's truly important. As they say, you're not taking it with you, right? <laughs> We're not. I think grief has the power to put us on that spiritual growth, giving us answers. I also know grief has the power to make us want to check out of life. And even if we don't physically do that, I think people can die inside. So any information that we can give to help people along the road. I know you've got a link on your website for grief as well, as well as everything that you have. (laughs) So it's a good place to start. Let me remind everyone, foreverfamilyfoundation.org. Bob, anything else you'd like to share? As I'm finding our time really wonderful. Yeah, well, you know, so if you want to invite me back at any time, we can get into anything that you want. I mean, we could talk about the individual disciplines of research and so forth and, you know, how uh, people can, you know, can try to transform their grief and so forth. But no, I mean, I, it's a pleasure talking with you. And uh, you know, I think we, we got in the most of the points and you covered them quite well. I appreciate oh, that. <laughs> thanks. Any closing words for our listeners or our viewers? No, I, I just, you know, I often urge people, and I, I was guilty of it, is that we never, you know, take the time to just experience anymore, you know, I mean, and then you watch people, even when they're 
sightseeing or they're that near something. I mean, they, they get so stressed over getting the perfect photo. You know, it's well, you go to a restaurant and you see a party of 10 and everybody, all 10 people are on their phones at the table. You know, it's like we never just experience things for what they are. I mean, I've replaced things that I used to enjoy with sitting out on my deck pre-dawn and waiting for the sun to rise and, you know, listening to, to the birds and watching the vibrant colors and, and, and so forth. And that's, that's my adrenaline, you know, things like that. I just would urge people to always try to step back and just experience because there's so many things that are happening around us that we just simply refuse uh, or unwilling to recognize that it, that can really do a lot for us all. I agree 100%. My mom and I owned a 30-plus year catering company that we traveled the country cooking for race car teams, cooking for 800 to 1,500 people. It's a big organization, shut down due to COVID. She developed breast cancer. She's fine, but it turned our life upside down. And so we ended up getting a house. I'm looking over the woods. Every day, Bob, I go out and feed the birds. I get wild turkeys and the chipmunks and squirrels, and I must have 200 hummingbirds by the gallons of uh, nectar that I'm putting out. Wow. And for 30 years, I wasn't present to the miracle of life. And I can tell you, my heart is happy. It's full. It's being with my mom, who's uh, growing older, and she's just the love of my life in extraordinary conversations. And I don't think... We need to wait to have that happen. Like we can actually stop and smell the roses, as they say. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 that, like I always said, I'm very poor at meditation. You know, I'm in a formal meditation the way I think it's supposed to be. But when I'm sitting out on the deck watching the sun come up, that's meditation. You know, or you know, I mean, meditation comes in, you know, in music and art and nature and you know, and we all meditate in different ways. And after Fran passed, I started playing golf again. And the people in the golf club, you know, think that I'm a total uh, antisocial person because I always play by myself. I don't want to play with anybody else because it's a form, that's a form of meditation for me. I just walking through the nature and the course and, you know, thinking of things. And I don't want the pressure of competing or anything else. So it's another form of meditation. Meditation just comes is all around us if we want to take advantage of it. Yeah, I'm reminded of a guy that I met. I had been on a cruise with a group of people, and we stopped in, I think, maybe St. Thomas. I'm not exactly sure, but we went to one of the private beaches, and there was an old security guard, and he had the long dreadlocks, and uh, he was telling me stories and reciting poetry and these just beautiful things that resonated with my soul. And then I, stupid me, asked him if he took a course and learned how to write that way or if this was somebody else's works. And he says, honey, I just watched the waves and it all came to me. <laughs> so I thought, wow, yeah, being present, being with nature. Yeah. Amazing. Well, Bob, thank you so much for being our guest today. And let's plan another interview because then we can delve into something else you want to talk sure. about. I just, I'm left wanting more. And I think that's a good thing. Well, I appreciate that. I enjoyed it very much. I respect the work that you do. Uh, and I was very happy uh, to be on the show tonight. And thank you, Bob, from foreverfamilyfoundation.org. Incredible man. Incredible story through all of that grief that he just keeps going and he just keeps giving. Lots of gems of wisdom for sure in this episode. 
One of the best ways I feel to know that your loved ones truly are around is to take a class in mediumship, to learn to quiet down, to learn the different ways they communicate with our soul. And it seems counterintuitive because we think they're going to plant images in our mind and not always. Most of the time, they're subtle feelings within us. And it's like peeling an onion. There are different layers. It's a beautiful opportunity to learn to work with your soul. And I tell you, there are miracles that happen in our online classrooms. Of course, we practice on each other. And you may just receive that soul-satisfying word you need to hear. Our home base is wedontdie.com. Go check out all the good things. If you want to join my new Patreon club and receive a list of all 550 total episodes of my work, I wouldn't mind if you want to be a supporter. But most of all, thank you so much for listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Make sure and check out all our shows on the iHeartRadio app or by going to iHeartRadio.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.